As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Thoughts lead to actions, and actions, habits, and habits, character, and character, destiny. Join this purple girl in her purple world as we share inspiration and build hope together, one thought at a time. The destiny you desire is only a thought away. Good morning. Welcome back to Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. It's Wednesday, Hope Through the Scripture Day with Pastor James Page. And boy, are we in for a treat today. All right. What you got for us? Hello. Uh, So we want to look at another scripture that highlights hope. And uh, this is exciting, talking about the Christian hope and the hope that we have in the scriptures. Today, uh, I've entitled our time together, Future Glory. Future Glory. We do have hope in a future state of glory for us as believers. And our text today is in Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 25. I want to get all the reading out of the way. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 25. This is the Apostle Paul, and, and what he says is, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. Not only they, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we are saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees not? I'm sorry, for what he sees. But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance or patience. Amen. Okay. So we're talking about the future glory of the of the believer. That is part of our hope. And Paul is saying that right now we're suffering, but we're suffering now in hope of a future glory that is yet to be revealed in us. So we're suffering, but we're not suffering without hope. We're suffering <laughs> recognizing that there's a better day. As a matter of fact, there's a better state. He's going to talk about the time of the glorification of the believer. So in essence, we can be hopeful even in our pain. Absolutely. Even in our trial. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, that's the reason why we choose to suffer. We suffer now that we might reign later. Uh-oh. Okay. We suffer now with Christ, knowing that we will be glorified with Christ in the future. Okay. That is part of the Christian hope. Okay. And so th- this is not the end. This is not our final state. This is not the way we end You know up. what? We have to really keep that in mind. That is right. Because this life, what what's going on, That's our right. present situation, That's the desires... Right. That's really right. trip us up and 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 we forget. It, we do. We do. So so we are suffering now because we know we we suffer willingly. As a matter of fact, Paul said it like this. He says, I count that the suffering that we do now are not even to be compared 
to the glory which will be revealed in us. So, so we're suffering now, but it seems to be a small thing compared to how much glory we will reap in the time of the resurrection or the new bodies or what he calls the redemption of the body. We're going to get to that in just a moment. That is part of the Christian hope. Okay? But but they, he talks about something even uh, deeper than that. Okay. He says that in essence, not only are we suffering, but the whole creation is suffering. The whole creation is travailing in birth pains. In birth pains. Yes. Waiting for the day where they will birth the manifestation of the sons of God. In other words, we have a final state that's going to be greater and higher than any evolutionist can dream of or any sci-fi writer can even think All of. Right. Everything that they dream of pale in comparison to what really will be. Okay, so We will develop into something much higher and greater than we are today. You know what? This is really shedding light on the, the concept and the height of our hope. Absolutely. You know, how far the hope can go. It's just, hope is not trapped in this world. That's right. I got to write something about that one day. I like that. Paul teaches in 1 Corinthians 15 that uh, the, during the resurrection or the rapture, we will all be changed, transformed, he said, in the twinkling of an eye. Wow. Think about the caterpillar becoming a butterfly. Yeah. It, it's a total transformation into something higher. We who have been, I think he said the body is sown in corruption, but is raised in incorruption. Yeah. Okay, it, it, it is sown, a natural body is raised a spiritual body. So so there, there is an end to our being that's going to be greater than anything that we can imagine. Now, is that not worth hoping? That's for? right. <laughs> the, wow. apost the apostle John says in the third chapter that it does not yet appear what we will be. But we know when he appears, we will be just like him. Talking about that same transformation that will happen with the believer. In other words, the way things are right now are not the way that it is, should be, but one day it will be. So I have a question um, going back to the scripture you just uh, spoke on. Because at the end of that, he said, for we should see him as he is. As he is. That's right. So what is the tie-in there as it uh, relates to hope and, and otherwise? So so it kind of relates to what's going on right now. Okay. Okay? Because right now we are being transformed inwardly through the work of the Holy Spirit and the work of the Word of God. If, if you could see a picture of your inner man. Man, man, man. It's developing from one right, stage I to a next. Yeah. And it's constantly being changed. But the, the blueprint for that is the face of Jesus Christ. We're being transformed into the image of Christ. Wow. Right now, inwardly. And one day that process will be completed outwardly as well, bodily, when we are actually transformed into the glorified bodies, just like My Christ God. has. Okay. So really, Christ is the source of the transformation. Okay. He is the model. He is the one that we're being transformed into the likeness of. Wow. Okay. And we'll be able to see him for the first time as he truly is because we ourselves would have been transformed into that same image, into that same likeness. Okay, we're talking about some strong and right, deep right. hope now. Okay, yeah, so we're digging a little bit deeper now. So, But look at this. He said all of creation is groaning. This is what yeah. I love. Right now the creation is groaning. And, and, and what 
the scripture teaches us here in Romans chapter 8. It says that the creation itself is groaning because the creation was subjected to futility. That means it was brought to a lower state. Okay. That's what we theologically would call the fall. Right. See, man fell in sin and fell into a lower condition. Right. But the creation fell because God subjected it to a lower state. <laughs> because now, of man. Huh? Right, right. And because man fell, God brought the creation down. But notice what it says here. He says he subjected it to futility. Not, In other words, the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly. In other words, it wasn't the creation's idea or not willing, but because of him who subjected it. That's talking about God. Yeah. In hope. Oh, come on here. That means God did it because of his hope. Wow. His expectation, his anticipation, his plan. God brought the creation down to a lower fallen level in anticipation of the time where man will come where he's supposed to be. Then the creation will be brought back up to where it's supposed to be. Oh, that's so pretty. That's pretty wow. powerful. So that is God's hope. It says he subjected it uh, because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. In other Powerful. words, God wasn't going to let the creation reach its full potential without us reaching ours. Wow. So during the time where we were falling, the creation also must be brought down into a fallen state. And the creation is groaning right now, waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God, waiting on us to come to our full potential. Yes. So that the creation can also be brought up to its full potential. Man, that's some powerful stuff. That's very powerful. But what's so in interesting to me is that God himself has done it in hope. Yeah. God himself has a hope. All right. And he acts based upon his hope, his expectation, his anticipation for his plan to be fulfilled in us who believe, us who have trusted Christ, us who have given them our lives. And right now, that transformation has begun, but it is by no means complete. So let, let me give you, uh, this is this is the true redemption of creation. Wow. Now, now notice this. Uh, when we came to Christ and believed in him, our souls were redeemed. Our spirits were redeemed. Right. But our body is still in sin. Yeah. But one day, he talks about the redemption of the body here. Did you, did you catch that in the text here? Yeah. It says... Uh, in verse 21, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains right now. Right. Birth pains. That means all of the suffering and all of the pain and all the wars and all the things that Jesus said must be. Yeah. These things are necessary in order to birth the new age. Yeah. These things also take place in us. Notice in verse 23, not only they. But we also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of the body. Now, notice that there. So we are groaning while we're in this tabernacle, in this earthly body, this corrupt body. We're wrestling with sin, wrestling with temptation, wrestling with the world. But there's going to come a day where the new life that is burgeoning in us will be fully birthed. And we will have new bodies. Wow. So not only will the soul be redeemed, but the body ultimately will also be redeemed. Yeah. Because Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. So we must be changed. We must be transformed. Right. But right now there's a process. There's a 
travail. There's a birthing process that's happening in us and in the creation. All the wars and rumors of wars, all of this famine and all of the, the, the suffering. Yeah. It's going to birth in something new. And all of this stuff is happening within us. We are travailing in the spirit, allowing ourselves to grow in the spirit as we follow Christ until the day in which we this adoption is talking about right. is when we get the new bodies. That is the full redemption of man. But that's not the end. After the full redemption of man, we will have the redemption of creation. Wow. The new heavens, the new earth. Wow. The rain in a, in a total uh, universe that is no longer corruptible, but has been made new. Uh, in the book of Revelation, I believe it's the 21st chapter God says, behold, I make all things new. Or either it's the 20th or the, I think it's the 20th chapter. He makes all things new. He's going to do away with suffering, do away with pain, do away with sorrow, no more tears. All of these things will be, I, I think the, the text actually says, for all the former things have come to pass. <coughs> so this is that which will be that is being anticipated and expected by God himself. So it says, he subjected all those things to futility in hope. Wow. I find that astonishing that God himself operates in hope. Wow. He also operates in faith, but that's another, that's another, yeah. that's another text yeah. altogether. Wow. But my point is that we have hope in this future glory yeah. of the saints. We have hope in the resurrection of, of ourselves, even as Christ was resurrected. And, we yeah. have hope either in the resurrection or the rapture that we will be changed just like the moth, I'm sorry, the caterpillar becomes the butterfly. We will be changed in the moment in the twinkling of the eye and we will have bodies like Christ and we will have a higher plane of existence at that time, having fulfilled our potential and realization. And at that point, there'll be an open door for the creation also to be brought back up to where it's supposed to be. And the level of spirituality and love Oh yeah, and kindness will increase oh, absolutely. when our hope is elevated to the future glory. Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, our eyes will be open to something that we've never seen. Yeah. Right now, we're just operating merely by faith and hope and love, but then we'll be able to see. Yeah. Not just through the glass darkly, but but yeah. Paul said in First Corinthians thirteen, we will see even as he sees. In other words, we will have new eyes. Yeah. New perception. We'll be able to uh, understand things better. We have greater capacity for all of those things. That's powerful. We can only speculate to how great it would be, but Paul is saying here it's going to be such a glory that everything we've gone through will seem as if it were nothing. Nothing. Wow. Right now it seems to be horrible, right? The but, biggest deal but, ever. But, but looking back from that standpoint, it would seem as if it were nothing. It's almost like a woman who has a baby. Yeah. While she's going through the, the travailing, the pain is almost unbearable. But once she gets through it, the Bible says she forgets about that pain for the glory of the child yeah. that she has. And so it will be with us. So part of the hope of the Christian and maybe the central hope yeah. is our hope in the resurrection and, the, and in heaven and the, and the new state of being that we will have with the Lord. And the biggest thing will be, of course, that we'll be with him forever in a very intimate relationship and we will know him even as we are known man all right how about that y'all that's just beautiful future glory yes yes future 
glory. Well, I tell you what, Christian hope. My hope has been enhanced, and I've been blessed by that. Thank you. And it's so all right there in the scripture, right? <laughs> I tell you what, if we could align our hope with the right things yes. and the right perspectives, yes, and in the right things, because we sometimes we hoping in the wrong thing, and our 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 mindset is so minimal and so. Such a low caliber. God's plans are so much bigger than we can even imagine. Yes. And, and and it's because of this hope that it's an honor to suffer for Christ. Yeah. It is wow. an honor to give him our hearts and our lives. It is an honor. Because everything he has anticipated and put together for us so far outstrips anything that we could offer or anything we could suffer. This is why the disciples were willing to die. This is why they considered it an honor when they were whipped and beaten. They gave God wow. thanks. Wow. Because of the enormity of the hope. Wow. I'll tell you what, you gave us a lot to think of. We appreciate that. Well, I know you guys have been blessed by our new Wednesdays, Hope Through the Scripture. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Yes. All right. Well, we want to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to tune in next time for more of Building Hope with purple thoughts we'll talk to you next time bye-bye thank you for joining this purple girl in her purple world share the inspiration by leaving a review rating and subscribing to the show i'll see you in the next episode until then keep hope alive